tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Like, should we get closer? Oh, man. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Wow. Welcome to AfterBuzz's TV show of American Crime. We are talking about episode five tonight. And we're changing things up. We're missing two of our hosts tonight, but that's okay because we have another two amazing hosts. My name is Lindsay Douglas. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Doug Ventures. And say hello to these awesome people. Hello, awesome people. I'm Erica Renee Davis. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Erica Renee D. And I don't have my jingling earrings on tonight. Thank you. She mm. had them on last week. I don't have all my <laughs> jingling earrings either, but I'm Steph Z. Happy to be filling in. This is a great show. We're happy to have you. Thanks. We're excited. Don't yeah. forget, viewers, to use our official hashtag, which is ABTV American Crime. We've been getting some great feedback from you guys. And we are loving it. We're loving that you guys are responding. And so we're back at it again. And man, was this... I mean, I don't think the show's ever not been intense. Yeah. Um, it, was, I, it was mainly about Aubrey Ann Carter tonight, huh? We had a little spill right at the beginning. Yeah, don't mind us. Fault. It's all right. Um, <laughs> Steph Z's never allowed back. Yeah. No? <laughs> and it's only Just water, kidding. I promise. It's not like <laughs> drugs. Yeah, the episode was kind of focused on the two of them. Yeah, it was. Um, which, you know, made me feel a, a lot of different things. It was exciting because you wondered if they were really going to go through with their plan. Mm -hmm. It made me see that Aubrey was not only a junkie, but she was kind of smart in the sense where she had this plan and she mm -hmm. thought about it. Not that she's smart. Like, I don't want to give her too much credit, but there was thought involved yeah. in it wasn't like, we're just going to get in the car and go, Yeah, which I thought she knew which country to go to so that he wouldn't have to come back. So there was a lot going on. In the end, too, but I don't know if we want to get there yet, but yeah. <laughs> we'll, we will get there. Yeah. I In this episode, I was very fascinated by Aubrey's ability, ability to manipulate Carter. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess as drug addicts, sometimes you look at drug addicts and look at them as very one-dimensional people that, mm -hmm. oh, they just do drugs. That's all they do. But the fact, as um, Stephanie said, the fact that she had given this plan a lot of thought. She was very thorough in wanting to get out of Modesto and go mm -hmm. to the, the border. Um, and that she was able to get Carter to agree to do this, even though he knows that yeah. Aaliyah and his community has risked so much to keep him out of jail, um, really speaks to the power of manipulation. And he was sober for all of that. Yeah. It wasn't like he was still uh, using. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the power that she had. And, like, kind of, I think that goes back to their, we, we talked about this a little last week, their addiction to one another. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, even though he was sober, he was still so in love with her and, manip and easily manipulated by her. Yeah. I feel like he had an internal struggle going on because yeah. there's lots of things happening for him. He doesn't want to accept help from his sister mm -hmm. um, because he doesn't want it with certain 
uh, parameters or limits. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants his life to be his way. He wants, if you're going to help me, and then if I'm going to have to pay for this, it's my way. And she's like, no. So I don't, I don't know if he completely understands everything that she put on the line for him, or I don't know if he's just rebellious against that because. She, you know, the sister Aaliyah is wanting him to stay away from Aubrey. And I feel like there's an internal battle going on when he realizes maybe his sister was right. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of Carter's issue is not just with Aaliyah, but with the nation of Islam and how he doesn't want to conform to the the contingencies that not only his sister, but that the church or the community has, has put on him. Um, like he keeps saying, you're my sister, you're my family. He keeps calling her by mm-hmm. her, you know, by Aaliyah's real name, as opposed to referring to her as her name once she became yes. a member of the nation of Islam. And, you know, I, I can I can empathize because a lot of people are afraid of organized religion. Mm-hmm. And he's not only rebelling against his sister, but he's rebelling against the community and the religion, too. So not only is he conflicted about Aubrey, he's conflicted about you know, yeah. be conforming to religion. Oh, that's, yeah. I think that's a very good point. And they do touch a little bit on religion on in, in another way, as we see, too, with Tony's father. Yeah. And, yes. now, you know, the religion cuz i feel like they're trying to use religion as this safety as this you know bringing people in but actually we see religion in both of these places actually excluding yeah. or you know it's yeah. getting religion in the show is getting a very negative light yes. you know it's definitely not getting a positive view right. um but based on the short inter- very few interactions we've had which is interesting. Yeah. Well, and the the church member who came to Tony, not Tony, well, Alonzo's yeah, house, house. Alonzo's house, and you know, I thought was um, a very curious situation where the church member said, "Okay, well, you know, you're talking, you're speaking out against illegals. We, mm-hmm. you know, we need for you not to do this." And so, as a result, we're going to ask you to come to a different a different that, mass. To me, that's so sad, and <laughs> that's not what church should be about. And that's you know, yeah. but that's the reality of it. That sometimes does happen, unfortunately. Yeah. And it was interesting how the whoever came to his house from the church was it pretty much contradicted himself within a matter of yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like we're totally here for you anything you we need your except <laughs> you can't come to Sunday Duh, if we see you on Sunday yeah. get out but at the same time okay so the church is supposed to be a safe haven yes. and think about all the different kinds of people who come to church and apparently in that church maybe they have illegals you mean because tony keeps mm-hmm. uh, not tony alonzo keeps referencing illegals so maybe that church is a safe haven for people who have come to the united states illegally and maybe the church members want to protect those people because they are still a part of their community whether they're legal or not and so it's easier to take one person like alonzo and say okay look don't come to sunday mass so we can protect this group of people versus accommodating See, you i don't know if that was their that was the vo- the vision of what he was trying to do. Though. Okay, I felt like it was more just okay. We need to look good, mm. and you're making us look bad because of what you said. And that's not really what the church is supposed to do. They're I see what to you're saying. Be involved with all of their like protect all of their community, not like ostracize someone based on okay specific right. action. That's just how I took it. Yeah, I, I, I think there's truth to what you're both saying. I think there's a, it's very intricate, and 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 as is religion. You yeah, know? yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a lot of intricacies and in certain things that you think there's certain variables that so persuade you know how people think very easily. Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely true. What about Tony Ooh. and him? I knew he was going to do it. I'm just so, it's so sad. Where I'm just like, no, make, make good choices. You know, I think that, 
I think that Alonzo has tried to be the the upstanding ideal father, but you know, he lost his mother. They lost their mother at a young age. And not that a single dad can't do a, a good job at raising a son, but I think there's so many different factors that go into why kids act up, you know, for lack of a better word. And Tony was just an average, you know, an average kid, probably wasn't the brightest student, probably wasn't the worst student. And just, I say, you know, I say get in with the, he got in with the wrong crowd. Mm-hmm. But I'm a believer that there's no such thing as a wrong crowd. Like if you, like you contribute to the wrong crowd, you're the wrong crowd too. Mm-hmm. And so he just made bad choices and now he's been to juvie and now he's going to continue on that same path of destruction just because once you go into jail or prison or juvie, like you oftentimes are not rehabbed. You just continue on doing yeah. poor like he, making poor choices which like is what he, he's doing yeah he like enjoys the thrill of it yeah. and wow maybe see i kind of see that a little bit differently i definitely feel like people especially kids can be maybe rehabbed mm-hmm. for certain things but i feel that it is more so of a blatant thing where he doesn't feel i feel like from alonzo that's his name right mm-hmm. alfonso the fa- alfonso alonzo's the father, alonzo's alfonso's the father. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i feel like he and this is, you know, I, I don't know if you guys touched on this in previous episodes, but I feel that he, in seeing his children, he sees his children are different and it makes him feel different mm. from the rest of the world. So he's kind of mad about that. So he gives his children a way harder time than if he was just supportive of his different children. Different in what way, yeah. though? Um, well, he sees that they're not the white kid. Okay. Mm. So I feel like in that, he almost... Tr- in trying to create a safe space for them to be who they are, he alienates them, mm. them his own kids. So I feel like it's a very rebellious oh, absolutely. thing that, that, that Tony's doing that he doesn't want to be, like that he almost feels like his dad wants him to be like the white kid. So yeah. he mm. doesn't want to do that. He almost wants to have a little bit of thrill and see what he can get away with to prove his father wrong. Well, see, if the children think that, and I think I think Tony may have said that in an episode, maybe Jenny said that in an episode, that you want us to be something yeah. else that we're not. Yeah. And that, that's so sad that, that the kids perceive their father wanting them to have a better life as him wanting them to be white. Mm-hmm. You know, which goes into a more complicated, intricate topic of white is right, you know? And, uh-huh. you know, wh- not that I don't, I don't think Alonzo thinks that white is right. I just think that he thinks that walking a straight and narrow path in the community that they're growing up in um, is right. Right. And I just think that he, which I feel like a lot of people in today's day and age have the um, opinion or take stand in the, or live in the place that different is wrong. Mm-hmm. So not only is white mm-hmm. right, but different is wrong. And he feels like he's part, like it's almost his fault that these kids are different because he created the mm. kids. Okay, which he has some yeah. guilt about it. Yeah, think? I think okay. he has some well, guilt about it. And Tony even brought up that his dad hasn't even talked about uh, his whole stint in juvie, mm. and the, you know he yeah. he was t- t- telling that to his new friend. My dad hasn't even talked about it, and his dad's trying to go on, and so it's like he's not even recognizing the like the poor choices. He's kind of just like, okay, that's in the past. Now we can go back to being normal. Yeah, you know. But on the flip side of that, Tony needs a swift kick in the ass. Oh, oh God, yeah, he does. <laughs> yes, when he was like, "You're so stupid Absolutely. outside of church." Let me tell you, my mom and my dad would have knocked the you know what out of me. Like, oh, I know. To call my parents so dis- stupid? That Are was you serious? Dis- disrespectful, Listen, kid. kid out Pond. there, don't try that at home. If you have tried it, parents, kick their behinds because <laughs> no kid needs to be calling their parents stupid. Seriously. Yeah. If you're a parent letting your kid call you stupid, then then you are stupid. 
You Sorry. Just, you tell them. I'm telling tell them. them how it is. Um, <laughs> no, I agree with you a lot. And, and I think even from the beginning, we see very clearly when Tony gets out and him, he's with, at church with his family and his dad's like, I want to take you to the garage. I feel like that was his dad's attempt yeah. to overcome this, to talk mm-hmm. about this, to his own attempt to, to make yeah. this problem oh, yeah. better. Yeah. And Tony was so not having it, which so. kind of hurt my heart a little bit. Oh, yeah. You it's know, just like, everything that was going on, you would yeah. think that he would have recognized that. but you, And it also just made you realize that Tony is not interested at all in no, having a relationship he's re- with his father. He's rebellious. He's a yeah, kid. And he was just smart enough to realize what he needed to say in order to get out. Yeah. So he kind of fooled That's true. The he's, it, he was like, it, he's realizing he's a separate, he's a different person right before he went in. Right. And he likes it. And yeah. he likes being his own person and not being made to do what his dad says. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Agreed. Moving on to Barb and Mark. Mm. Their big discussion out on the patio. What did we think about that? Well, one thing I know that none of us thought, none of us thought that Mark was going to drop the <laughs> drop the bomb on yeah. mom. What like, were we all saying? We were all <laughs> saying that maybe Mark was having an affair with Gwen. And mm. as a matter of fact, he's not having an affair with Gwen. He's doing quite the antithesis. He's marrying a woman of color. He never specified mm-hmm. if no. she was Latina or Which was very black. interesting. Yeah. It was almost like it wasn't important. He just wanted to get to the fact that his mother was racist. Yeah. yeah he much. called her out. <laughs> yeah. And, wow. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was a, a good twist for us at least because none of yeah. us, none of us called it. Um, I don't think that Barb, she, she said it. He asked, are we ever going to be normal? And she said no. Mm-hmm. And that's really going to be, I think, uh, one of the interesting underlying storylines of this show because she's going to be racist. She's going to be mm-hmm. prejudiced. She's going to be judgmental. She's going to be living in her fantasy world. And she's, she said it. We're never going to be normal. And this is what I accept as my reality. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel for me, what, what came up in that Mark situation, yes, we never thought Mark was going to be the voice of reason, <laughs> but also it took me back to the scene. I believe it was last episode when Mark was talking with Russ, the dad, and mm-hmm. Russ looked him in the eye and was like, I'm not scared of her anymore, which I feel like maybe finally was the first fatherly thing that he's actually shown up for mm. and given to Mark, so Mark yeah. now mm. all of a sudden like is that. like, That's I'm, I'm not scared of you anymore, this is what it's going to be, and someone needs to call you out yeah. and tell you. And, and I don't but, know if... Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. No, I was just going to say... Barb, I felt, was having just like an inner struggle of, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. And then he kept talking and she's like, well, what did she script that to you? Did she, did she mm-hmm. tell you to say that? You know, she kept going back and forth between the, I'm so happy for my son, but wait, color? Like, are you mm-hmm. serious? You know, because he, he called her out, you know, on everything from which, their childhood, which I'm sure mm-hmm. really is the struggle because as yeah. a parent, if you, and I'm not a parent, so I don't necessarily know from experience, but as a parent, I would think you would want your child to be happy. So if you're child is expressing this happiness but also in the same minute is expressing something that you've known to be wrong mm. she's again there's a lot of internal conflict going oh, on yeah. in this episode and it's so sad that Barb associates color with being wrong and she does this as again she keeps saying in every episode I you know you guys grew up in public housing and so uh, yeah. you know they grew up you know around probably blacks and Latinos and so and, you know, maybe Asians too but I'm assuming blacks and Latinos um, and so yeah so she associates all of her hardships 
and blames that on people of color. And it's just a really, um, it's a really unfortunate situation that those experiences have colored her whole perception of the, the complete human race of people who are not white. Um, and that's, that's really, that's sad and it sucks for Matt. Is it Matt or Mark? Mark. Mark. It sucks for Mark. Well, both of them. Well, yeah, for both of them, um, that they have to deal with this. But again, this is very true to real life. People's experiences make them perceive the whole, you know, group of people in a certain way. And Mm -hmm. Barb has just never come out of her, her, her shell when it comes to being prejudiced against people of color. Yeah. And I feel like this show does a, a very good way of, I don't know if mirroring or reflection or something, something is the right word that, Everything that she is against, like all the rate in her, all the stereotypical behavior that associates with people of color or, you know, drug people. Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy because it's all coming back that her son, who she would keep on a pedestal, is doing all of those behaviors that she would associate with people that are not her son, but that, people and that's, that are not white, which is a very big... I mean, I'm sure you guys have said this in the previous episodes, but this this series reminds me a lot of the movie Crash, mm-hmm. how a lot of things just come back around yeah. and mm. when yeah. you least expect it, and like those barriers of race, religion, politics have to be broken down for something yeah. to come. It does. And I feel like she's... I hope that her character learns and grows... I wouldn't bet my money on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, I think I really like how they're, how Mark is the voice of reason. Yeah. And I didn't see that coming. And just him even being like, you know, I know that happened to you in the past, but it's behind you. And he said something like, it's time to move forward. And I think that's so true. Just in, and we can all relate to that, you know, and hopefully she does put that behind her and be able to grow from Mark and what he has to say and his new relationship and all of that. And Steph and I actually had a similar conversation yesterday about how the older generations of people, whether you're, you know, white, black, whatever, it seems to be that the older generations of people are the people who have the hardest times letting go of old stereotypes. And that is the millennials and people our age who are more willing to be tolerant and um, accepting. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're seeing that a lot. And also to go back to Barb, it's not just, I think, a race thing with her. I think she and Aubrey's dad and Aubrey's entire family have the same dilemma of enabling, you know, mm-hmm. their their kids and not taking responsibility for their kids' own misgivings. Um, and I think, yeah. that's, I think that's a huge problem, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and to, to real quick add on to your uh, Barb discussion, I feel like she just comes from a place where the the change that I think is from the diff- from generation to generation is people were taught or associated different with fear. Mm. So if you see something that looks different, they seem fear. And I feel like nowadays we're such a curious generation. So yeah. we want to know why they're different. We want, mm-hmm. or I hope, like I want to encourage you know that we, if you see someone different from you, understand their life's different, and we want to know why rather than it's just a fear because it's different. And I feel like everything kind of comes from that fear. Like yeah. most of yeah. Barb's feelings and the way she is comes from a fear and it's a false fear and it's a fear that is propelled by the things her son was doing. But so also from the fact that they scared him. That's a really good point. You know, yeah. I didn't really, I didn't think about that. That's, mm. a, that's a good way to view it. 
she's just fearful from all of her mistakes um, as a parent, you know, and just the hard life she had to do. So, yeah, it's and unfortunately, things did not work out for her kids like the way that she would hope, you know, well, yeah, at least one of be hard. At least one of them. <laughs> well, as a both parent. of them. Yeah. One's dead and one's marrying a, a woman of color. Mm. Yeah. Which she probably never would have liked. And, I <laughs> mean, obviously, she, for would, him not to tell it her. It would be amazing if we do see that character growth in that she realizes that she actually did such a good job of bra- of, yeah. of dealing mm. with the situation and, and allowing her son to be in a place where he can see beyond that because she created a safe space for him to yeah. learn yeah. that her bullshit doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Just tell no, that's it very like true. It it's very true. You, you do say it like it is. I know. Bring, oh, I want to talk about Aubrey's family. Yeah. I was so frustrated at just the stupidity and the enabling. Like, she is a recovering addict. That girl should not be left alone yeah. or given money or all of these things that she can just go do whatever she wants. They, they made it so easy. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if enabling is something more characteristic of middle class or upper middle class. I, I don't, I mean, I, you probably can't assign a certain class um, or socioeconomic status to who enables the most, mm. but I'm going disag- to I'm going to contradict myself in the same vein. I feel that her parents and her family are so well off that it's easier for them to say, I'm going to give you a car. I'm going to give you some money. Yeah. Money you know, is the answer. Go. Money is the answer for them. Mm-hmm. And again, that is, that is such an unfortunate circumstance because you know, when people are going through a difficult time, whether it's with drugs or breakups or whatever, you know, whatever it may be, like people don't need money. They need counseling and they need a shoulder on which to lean and they need family, (laughs) they need friends and they need apparently 24 hour like surveillance, (laughs) at least in um, Aubrey's case. And I'm just really disappointed with her, her dad Mm. for putting her off again. But then again, maybe that's the way, maybe that's why Aubrey is the way she is. Like when, when people and parents disconnect with their kids so much by just putting them off on money or saying, go sit in front of the television, mm-hmm. you know, or saying, go to your friend's house, go outside to play as opposed to spending one-on-one time. This is what you, this is what you create. You create a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I feel like I don't, yes, I feel like they're enabling her. I completely they agree are. with you. I don't think it's so blatant to them because they are such an absent family yeah. to her that all like all they know and think right now is that they're helping. They want to give her the benefit of the doubt because they don't know her enough to know she's lying. Yeah. Mm. We've seen more of her character on this five episodes or six, whatever episodes we are, than they've probably seen of her in her whole oh. adulthood. But, you know, I Do you think they I would don't notice that, her though. high, though? I you know, they don't. Clearly, clearly they do. I mean, it's like, how well, they obviously don't know her da- their daughter very but well. That's what I'm saying. You know? So yeah. I think that they're enabling her because they think they don't have any, it's like they don't have any um, baseline yeah. to judge her behavior. Yes, the money and all this is, well, but yeah. I don't think they're the type of people, which do exist too, that don't want to deal with their kids and just shut them up by giving them money. Because they've all come together. They This one's left school. This one's moved here. It shows to me that they are trying their to support intentions are in good. the best way they know how, See? but they don't. I you disagree don't, because don't I don't buy it because A, everyone has a bad seed in their family. And even if you don't have a bad seed in your family, you need to check your family out because you do have a bad oh. seed in your family. <laughs> but, <laughs> but even if you don't, even if you don't think you have a bad seat in your family. Everyone knows what a drug addict's you know behavior is yeah. like. 
I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that someone who who is saying I'm going to Narcotics Anonymous needs help. She said I'm going like he knows that she's an AA and and an NA. It doesn't take someone a right, but you want to believe that what your kid is telling you. I mean, look at yeah. Barb and her son. She, clearly, we learned that she lied about the whole situation of why he went to the army. Parents are so deluded, and I think that plays a lot into most of the problems in our society. That parents are so deluded with their kids, they're so out of touch, they live so vicariously through their kids that they need their kid. They want need to believe that their kid's life is a certain so, way. So you, you, I'm not a parent, but I, be, I think that parents obviously want to think the best of their children. I see, I even guess. in the worst situation. I mean, no one, it, that's got to be a hard thing to come to terms with. Like, oh that my goodness, kid is on drugs. my kid is a this drug kid, she's, she's on drugs. Like, it's you so know? obvious. Like, I, yes, may, maybe they, of course, they haven't seen as much of her character as we've seen it as an audience member. But to me, it's, it's, it's very obvious that she has a problem. Yeah. And, and, yes. And yes, it's, it's very, very obvious. So I just don't think they know the extent of it. Yeah. I don't think that, um, per, for, and I agree with you, in the normal world, you would probably know, but from them, I think there's a very big difference between really trying to help and thinking you're doing the right thing and not giving a crap and just having money settle yeah. their problem. And they, I don't think they're doing this. I don't think they're just throwing money at no. a problem. I, I agree. I think they're they're trying. Their intentions are good, but they are not approaching it in the most healthy way. Well, if someone says to me, I've been in AA, I'm going to Narcotics Anonymous, because mm-hmm. she did say that. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, I'm, I ch- my child is going to Narcotics Anonymous. Like, what do I need to do to be more proactive in her life? So, like, she, she told them, like, if you can't understand as an intelligent, critical thinking person that someone who's going to Narcotics Anonymous needs more help than just me giving you a car of money, then I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. So I I have a problem with her, well, with her parents. Maybe I don't know, too, because She's I also an adult, know. though. Like, it's not yeah. like she's underage. So it's, they can only do... Yeah. Mm. And I know a bunch of people that have been sober for a while, and I've never... I've never, they've, not to that extreme, but I've never <laughs> lost trust in them. And maybe I'm naive, See, I, but I, I've never. I don't, don't trust I have, them. Yeah. Don't I, trust I, them. I, I, I mean, I guess that, I've seen some people bad too. Yeah. They, but, they also have to want it and they have to want to be, I think, get, to get clean. Yeah. So that's. I, I, I just I, think it's a case by case yeah. situation. Like, I don't think we can blanket one way or another that people in AA are lying, stealing, and cheating. No, that's not what we're saying. Are, yeah, no, 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 no. I think <laughs> we're. No, well, I feel like we're no, blaming no. her parents a lot, and it's also I am. her. I, I, I'm blaming she her parents a lot. Not, yes. She yeah. also obviously does not want to get better, you know, and right. she doesn't, and that's the bottom line. And so she's going to say, steal, lie, manipulate any way she can to get well, what she, she wants. wants to get better. But what she thinks is getting better is, is running with Carter, away yeah. with Carter yeah. and being the people in the magazine, which is another yes. cray cray. Yeah, it's funny how we keep going back to the magazine. It's yeah. go- it's been brought up a lot. Mm-hmm. She shows him the pictures. You know, every episode it's been brought up. It's her it's that, her escape. Like it's yeah. her, it's her fantasy. It's what makes her feel good. It's what makes her. It will, it's what makes Aubrey remind her or remember the beginning, I guess, of her relationship yeah. with Carter. So you know, uh, that, that's not a that's not I a bad thing. I don't think it's just no. I also think it's a way to show the viewer how delusional she is because anyone out in America, and if you don't know, spoiler alert: the people in magazines are paid to be there. <laughs> So I feel, you know, I feel like she believes this. Oh, <laughs> but they are real people. They are real. They were people, paid, and they could be they on drugs paid. too. <laughs> but they, they could be on drugs. Hey, I mean, they're people. You they could know. be on drugs. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, it's it, we obviously left on a really bad, sad note. It, oh. it looked like she 
was not gonna get up from that uh, drug I, overdose. Yeah, I think Aubrey's dead. I think Aubrey's oh. dead. But in that, it's sad, but I feel like that leaves us with a lot more interesting mm-hmm. of a situation than if she wasn't. Because now you've got this drug dealer that she killed with a razor. Yeah. yeah. You've got Carter missing. Going back to jail. Going back, yeah, to, going jail. back to jail. His ankle bracelet cut. Aaliyah's now there's a pissed. real murder that they're connected to. Aaliyah's going to be pissed. Yeah, Who's yeah. going to bail him out this time? There's so much. It sounds like we're getting into projections right now. Yeah. <laughs> Are we predicting? Uh, projections. Pre- <laughs> predicting. <laughs> Projections predicting, it's like the same thing, right? I, I think Eric is projecting well, and she needs to go to AA. I, do, do I, need to go, I need to go to AA for, for coffee. I've gotten addicted recently and that is a problem. Um, oh, yeah, yeah that's why. I have my coffee down there. Um, Carter has messed up royally. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's going probably going to go back to jail now. Oh, absolutely. But, but now that he's violated the terms of his probation or whatever, parole or bail, I should say, um, Everything that Aaliyah, his sister, has sacrificed for him it has now officially been compromised. Um, and I really do feel badly I, for him because he, he was coming around. He was, he was sober. Mm-hmm. Um, he was starting to become more connected with reality. Um, he was really starting to understand that Aubrey's relationship with him or their relationship was bad for him and bad for his progress. And so it, it will be really sad to see him have to go back to jail it considering won't. that he was starting to do a 180 or a 360 or whatever. Yeah. Not only, I mean, I don't, and I'm not super proud that I know all this stuff. I mean, whatever. I was never in jail. But <laughs> she not only all this stuff, like, she lost that money. Wait, what? Wait, if you put bail up for somebody. Oh, yeah, she and lost, they, yeah. yeah, so she oh, lost yeah. them. It was a million dollars. Half a million. Well, I thought it was 100000 No, 100000 That was 100000 Or, like, the mo- either gone. she lost the money or she lost. I mean, I think this, you don't have to be embarrassed about it. I think that's pretty common knowledge. So yeah. either she lost the money and or whatever collateral she put up. So what, it was a house or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah now and she's going to be going responsible. Right yeah. We noticed his, I felt like I was seeing an inner struggle with him in every scene. Mm-hmm. He was, because he's sober and he's like, okay, wait, do I want this? Do I want to stay with her? Like, was my like I know he didn't say it, but he could have been one of was my sister right? Should I have gone back? And it's it's sad because it's like yeah, you should have gone back. You shouldn't have left. Like, yeah, he, yeah. He, from initially, from when she wanted to even take off, you know. Yeah, she he was kind of like no, I don't want to go. I don't think that's wise. But when he woke up and realized that she had cut off his ankle bracelet, he was immediately yeah. floored and upset. But again, he still has a heart for Aubrey and for their relationship and for yeah. what they had and for what probably he thinks they could have once she becomes sober or if she he had was, lived to become sober. I feel like he was basing his really the really relationship as it was now um, back when they first met mm-hmm. and he's trying to project them to the future of it's going to be like that again like mm-hmm. even though it's really bad now he was not focusing on that because it yeah. kept going flashing back to the uh, when they met the before yeah. and, and he wanted that the, at the beginning I mean at the end flashback I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but I felt no. that Aubrey looked not strung out. So that leads me to believe that Carter plays a role in her mm. becoming the way she is. So maybe that's why he has a guilt and stays with her until he does. But I feel like he is going, he was, she might be dead, he was going to break away because we do see that moment where he does pull, like, turn his head when she goes to kiss him. See, but Carter, yeah. to me, in that in those flashback scenes, Carter, to me, doesn't look particularly strung out either. He just doesn't look particularly like he has a haircut, but he doesn't really look strung out to me either. They just right. look like two people at a dive bar, to me. Mm-hmm. So... It, I guess I think maybe it's just because in seeing her strung out, there's such a dramatic difference. We don't is. see him so strung out. I guess is maybe why. Yeah, we haven't. Well, even when he was, he, he, didn't, he didn't seem as much as she did. Yeah. She, 
Girl just can't handle her drugs. <laughs> She's very addicted. <laughs> Get some tolerance, girl. Just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Shall, shall we make any more <laughs> predictions for... Um, the only thing that I wanted to say real quick, and we can make it in predictions, is... Yep. Um, what? Um, what is it? His name escapes me, but the tattooed up guy oh, that yeah. is in jail. Oh, yeah. I we, feel, we didn't even talk about I him. I predict um, he's very smart, and he knows that the lawyers do not have enough information. Now they probably do against Carter, but I feel like he somehow will get released or be back in the fold of what's happening. I don't feel like his character is just getting ready and, and then being come, extradited. I feel like yeah. he's going to manipulate away, and they're going to play him against Carr. I don't, I don't know, but that was a he's very powerful... He's not going to Mexico. Yeah, it was a very powerful scene for me when he was like, the only reason you're being nice to me now is because you need me, mm-hmm. you know? So he knew that. Was, yeah. yeah, which says he's smart. <laughs> um, well, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. So that's my prediction, that we see that's more it. of him. He, yeah, he's street smart, street savvy at least, which right. is still smart. Yeah. Uh, I um I predict I don't know I I predict that I don't Carter's in deep crap <laughs> but that's pretty obvious um I predict that we'll see more of Russ's um emotional um involvement with the family because today as a matter of fact I wrote down that yeah. his reaction to the crime scene today was the very first time that I re- can recall him being as emotional even when Russ saw um his son's body in the first episode he just kind of was very stoic but when he saw the crime scene he looked almost as if he was going to throw up so I think now that he's making more of a home for himself and he has a job and he the other son is home Mark is home um I think that he's going to try to make right all the things that he wronged them by being a gambler or maybe being an alcoholic when they were growing up so I think Russ is going to come more in touch with his emotions and try to become more of a a father to and, his family. And then mm-hmm. also um, the co-worker scene. There was mm-hmm. like a, there could be something with that maybe because we, we have not seen a lot of Russ. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been very little you know so I, I think that we'll see a lot more of him and then Gwen like oh, she yeah, was just had Gwen. that split second. She's still a sleeper. She kind of is. I mean, literally. Maybe maybe the next episode we'll see more, and she'll remember, and she'll maybe offer some more insight. I believe it's going to be like a oh type scene Mm. when she actually comes to and figures out what's happening, and remembers, and figures out that they know. Because right now she's probably in that place of. I need this to look like we just got, yeah. you know, victimized here. Mm-hmm. Not that I was sleeping with him. This, you know, they don't yeah, know. They, we don't. I'm we re- don't know who knows what. Yeah, so she doesn't know. I'm surprised they what. didn't touch on that at all. And, I think they will. And I wonder, oh, they will. Yeah. I wonder if Gwen is going to try to lie her way out of. Whatever, oh, whatever her involvement was. And I wonder if the police are going to be smart and savvy enough to approach her with a certain line of questioning to, you know, basically get her to implicate herself. But she doesn't She doesn't know it because she's been asleep for five weeks at yeah. least. <laughs> It'll weeks. be interesting to see how they catch her up mm-hmm. and what's been yeah. happening, what they tell her. I'm sure she'll have an entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> for Gwen. <laughs> From the hospital bed. All right, guys. Um, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and use our official hashtag for the show, which is ABTV American Crime. We want to hear your thoughts on what we shared, and we will answer some questions, touch on it next week. So, yes. yep. That is all for now. I'm Lindsay Douglas. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Doug Ventures. I'm Erica Renee Davis. Be sure to follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Erica Renee D. And you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I A M S T E F Z. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.